Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Everybody, you know what time it is. It's Wednesday night, and it's time for another episode of the In Off the Bench podcast. We got episode 34 coming at you, titled Young Carolina Stud, because we got the man, the freshman, and maybe the freshman of the year, coming on the show before a big series against Tennessee to close out SEC play. We got Ethan Petrie, the stud out there in Columbia, doing big things. We got him on the show. We're going to talk about the season. We're going to talk about the expectations to begin the season, how things have progressed up until really this big culminating series against Tennessee. So guys, I don't want to mess around. Let's get right to it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week, our man. South Carolina freshman star stud, the man himself, Ethan Petri. All right, Ethan, our man, what is going on? Brother Mush is hanging out, ready for the game tomorrow. Yeah, man, this is a weird thing for us. Usually when we have a Wednesday night interview, we do not have guests having a game the next day. So we know we got to get this thing done, get it wrapped up so you can get ready for a big series coming up this weekend. And we'll get into that here shortly. But before we do that, man, we like to break the ice. So, you know, favorite song right now, man, you put you putting on the put in the ear pods. What you listen to? Fast Car by Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Randy, that's Solid. up your alley. That's up your alley. Solid. So, yeah, solid. We listen to that a lot of times in the shower. <laughs> All right. Favorite baseball movie? Uh, Little Big League. Oh, yes. I love solid. new answers. I love new answers. There's no wrong answer because there's so many good baseball movies, but I love new answers. And no one has said Little Big League yet. So awesome. Awesome. Well done. All right, last one, and then we'll get into your story, man. Who is your favorite all-time athlete? Doesn't even have to be baseball. All-time <laughs> athlete. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. I would say uh, Tom Brady. I mean, since he became a buck, uh, a buck, I've been loving him because he was. I'm from Tampa, so. Oh man! Well, I what that was going to be my first question, Ethan. For those that you just said it, you're from Tampa, so let me ask you: Being from Tampa, our normal host is from Tampa. How many times have you been to Disney or Universal? Uh, Disney only one time when I was three and Universal twice. Really? That's yeah, wild, man. I didn't really get over the trip over there. I mean, it's a lot of traffic on I-4. It's a lot of traffic. Let me tell you a quick little story. I was in Disney this past year. Our host, DB, came over and met me. This dude's been to Disney a million times, season passes, <laughs> all that. And so he gets on the tram to come meet me at the, uh, you know, the kingdom, right? Gets on the wrong tram. Like, dudes, like, lives at Disney, gets on the wrong tram. So by the time <laughs> they dealt with traffic, Got on the wrong tram. It just he didn't feel very magical by the time he got to me, man. Oh yeah, he was probably stressed out from that traffic. It's bad. 
Absolutely, man. But let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about family dynamics, man. Mom, dad, brother, sister. Yeah, I got uh, two parents. They're both married, and I got a brother uh, that plays baseball at University of St. Leo in Dade City, Florida. That's awesome, man. So when did you start playing baseball? Around four years old, my parents signed me up in a uh, like a little t-ball league where everyone's swinging bats, about to kill each other by swinging, swinging all around each other. But started when I was about four, and I started getting to a more organized league when I was like five. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, I have a four-year-old who plays t-ball, and I see the bat get swung more in the dugout than I do on the field. <laughs> but it's it's wild, man. So was that the only sport you played growing up? Uh, during my middle school years, I played uh, some football and some uh, uh, basketball, but you know, I kind of call it quits when I once I hit high school. Yo, Ethan. So a lot of baseball players will come on here, and they that's that's normal, right? A lot of them say they play basketball because you guys are tall, athletic, built well. But were you any good at basketball? I was pretty good. I I, I mean, I wasn't like I was wasn't as developed as I was now. I mean, I feel like I could play a little bit better than I did when I in middle school. But I was, you know, I started every game, so I guess I was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, like you think you go out and hoop right now? Not at the college level. Not like maybe at like a, a low division one or low or low D three. <laughs> nah, I feel you. I feel you. I don't even know if I can pick up in the rec league. So I got you there. So <laughs> let's talk about travel ball growing up. Obviously, you know, in Florida it's really big. Here it's really big. So what was it like for you playing travel ball coming up? And when did you start playing travel ball? I started playing when I was about eight and I played for a local team. And then I kind of got into playing with my brother because he's older than me. So I played up. When I was about 14, we were playing with like 17, 18 years old. And then then I went to uh, the Ostingers, which I'm sure you've heard of. And I played with them. And and I played with them when I was about my sophomore year of high school. And I played with them till my senior year. Speaking of high school, man, for those that, that don't know, what high school did you attend? Cypress Creek High School. It's a, It's kind of a brand new one. It's about five or six years old. It opened up. My eighth grade year, it was a middle high school. So we would, uh, I would be the manager my eighth grade year for my brother when he was his freshman year. And then I was, I ended up playing there my freshman year through my senior year. Man, that's awesome. Let me, this is going to take a second. So bear with me. And I know you know these, Ethan, but let's just read off some accomplishments. Sunshine Athletic Conference Player of the Year in 2022. First team, All Sunshine Athletic Conference 2021. Second team, All Sunshine Athletic Conference 2019. FACA Games Most Valuable Player 2022 played in the high school All-American game at Coors Field in Denver in 2021. That's a lot of accomplishments, Ethan, but I'm not done. In your career at Cypress Creek, you hit 402, 80 runs scored, 29 doubles, 3 triples, 12 home runs, 80 RBIs, also had 46 career stolen bases, 32 of them your senior year. Man, you got some wheels on you, Ethan? Uh, I would say I just kind of, I kind of knew the speed of the game at the high school level. Uh, but, uh, now coach is not letting me steal the bag as much, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, man. You no, know, I feel like you should, man. With now the pitch clock and all that stuff, you should better time them up. You got to tell them, man, this, that, wait, but not this weekend, Ethan can chill out for this weekend, but I'm not <laughs> even done. Listen, we're still in high school as a senior. You're five and two with a 1.97 ERA, 60 strikeouts on the mound. 230 prospect in the 2022 MLB draft by MLB.com. 40th ranked player in the 2022 
class by Prep Baseball, ranked the number 31 overall player in the class of 2022 by Perfect Game. Now, that's all a mouthful, Ethan, so just tell me, how cool was it growing up playing that high school, playing travel ball? I mean, that's a lot of accomplishments. How'd you get all that in? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of played the game and had fun with it and, like, just enjoyed every moment I was with with my teammates and with the guys I've grown up with and my brother and you know, it's, it's been great. And, and it, I was, I, I look back on it every day and I appreciate every single moment I had at that time. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about a moment you're playing at course field with all that talent. What's that game like, Ethan? Oh, I, I, I can't even explain to you that adrenaline rush that you had when I, when I got the very first play of the game was a ground ball hit to me at third base. So, I mean, as a young kid, it was an experience like no other. I mean, you're at Coors Field, probably one of one of the nicest fields in oh, MLB yeah. baseball, and and I was I was enjoying it so much. Did you make the play? You didn't sail it under the dugout or none, did you? No, I made the play, yes, sir. Oh, excellent, excellent. Of your high school seasons, man, which one was your favorite? Uh, ooh, definitely. I don't know. It's either in between my junior or senior year. I mean. Honestly, actually my junior year because it was my last year with my brother. No, absolutely. That's a, that's definitely a cool thing to have there. So obviously, you know, Ethan, you you raked at the plate, but clearly you could tow the rubber, do some damage there. When you start getting recruited, was it for a position player or for pitching or for both? It was uh, for a position player. That's it. And I just started hopping on the mound my senior year, and it kind of just worked out pretty well. You know, we've we've had a guy you probably heard of, Austin Riley, on here who did a little pitching right, and he said he hated it, man. So did you like? Did you love it or hate it? Uh, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. You know, I I really liked being on the mound and being in control of the game, but I can't imagine the injury process that people go through with Tommy John surgery and all that. So I'm kind of glad I kind of just. That's funny, Randy. That's why he said he hated it because his arm hurt all the time. Yeah, yeah I kind of veered off from that, so. Let me ask you this question. This actually came up in my office today. I got a, a guy that I work with. His uh, daughter's boyfriend is going to go play college ball. And it was brought up to me. He's a great shortstop. Anyway, long story short, he says, man, and he played college baseball himself. So he says, man, I bet you that 90% of position players were pitchers in high school. You think that's true? Uh, oof. Nowadays, no. Nowadays, no. But if you asked me about five years ago when I was playing at the collegiate level, I would say, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So let's let's talk about it, man. Obviously, what were your what were your top schools when you're choosing where to go to college? Uh, I was actually originally committed to University of South Florida when I was 14, my freshman year, and I just at the time I wasn't on the Ostingers, and I didn't really go through recruitment process process because USF's right in the middle of Tampa. I'm like first D1 offer. I'm 14. I'm like heck yeah, I'll take it right away. But uh. Yeah, kind of. I kind of felt like it wasn't right. Sixteen years old when I when I turned sixteen, I kind of just veered off from that, and I co- called the head coach, Coach Mole, and I told him I was like, you know, I, I didn't really go through the process I wanted to, and I just wanted to open it up, and you know, I ended up getting on hopping on the phone with uh, uh, Mark Kingston, a good FaceTime call, which was during COVID because you can't really meet with him, and yeah. it was a great call, and. It kind of he kind of separated himself from others because he faced on me. It was, you know, he kind of he separated himself, and I was like, all right, this is where I want to go. And it was like, it was like nowhere close from anybody else recruiting was. So let me ask you a question. 
I actually got two questions. When 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 Kingston FaceTimes you, man, what's his backdrop like? Is he like sitting in the recliner chilling? Is he like in his office with the South Carolina Gamecock logo behind him? Yeah, he was in his office. Yeah, he was in his office. He like went up there. It's like late at night. He wanted you to see how hard he was working. Like, man, I'm up here. I'm grinding for you. You can come to us. <laughs> yeah. I respect the hustle, man. I'm I'm down. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man. You said that you committed when you were 14 years old. Now the rules have changed since then. Now you cannot commit uh, until you're older. I think it's between your junior and senior year, uh, maybe mm -hmm. 16 years old. What do you, do you think that rule should? You like that rule? Oh yeah, I love that rule. I feel like people are uh, are committed a little too early and not really going through the process they need to go through, and just kind of they're not they're taking the fun out of the summer ball games when you're younger. And I feel like. Now they can go out there and just play the game and not have to worry about getting recruited while like now you wait till you're 16, 17 years old when you're, you're, you're developed, you're way more developed than you are when you're in eighth grade committing when you're using drop fives in the 200 foot field. And yeah. now, now you can see that 17, 16 year olds are nice and developed and they had their fun and now it's time to really focus and lock in and, and enjoy the ride. Yeah, you talked about it, man. It, I mean, when you're 14 years old, what do you really know about life or about baseball? You're you just be a kid, right? Yep. So you talked about it. My last question for you, you talked about it that Kingston really separated himself from the rest. So ultimately, you know, you choose South Carolina. That's worked out pretty good for both parties, I would say. Um, but what was it specifically that that he did? And I mean, you don't got to talk about you know what he said, but like just what? How did he separate himself from the? I'm sure you had a lot of offers on the table. Yeah, he was he was just more like he was almost welcoming. Like he was like super nice and like he was like super in like like he was my first call. Like it was probably an hour after I decommitted. So I was like, wow, I'm already getting a call. And he was super interested. And we went two weeks building a relationship. And he was just he was just all about me. And you know, I feel like I feel like all coaches are, but you could tell this this one was different. And and I know how he developed players. And he he was actually a coach at USF when I was younger and he kind of turned that program around a little bit. And I was like, all right, he's going to turn this thing around in South Carolina. And it's been looking good for us this year. Yeah. It's amazing how many guys we talk to on here and how it's been about the coach separating themselves more so than the school and its prestige itself. Right. It's the coach. And that's why, um, you know, you obviously are committing to a school, but you're really committing to that coach as much as anything. And so, yeah, when they when they stand above the rest and they stand out and, you know, they're speaking to your heart, it's a, it's a big deal. So you get to Columbia, you know, what are the emotions like? Are you more excited or are you more nervous? Uh, definitely both. I remember my uh, first at bat, I came on and off the bench and I got a base <laughs> hit and, and like it was like 20 to it was like 20 to one. And I'm like, oh, my God, this place is still going crazy. So I kind of felt you kind of feel the fans behind you no matter no matter what happens. And it, it, it feels really nice to be here and have an electric atmosphere like it is at Founders Park. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, found, Founders is absolutely rocking. And, you know, I imagine that's where, you know, when we talk to a lot of guys and they talk about the nerves, you, they may not be nervous about the game of baseball, but when they get into that sec ballpark and one as nice as y'all got, then the nerves kind of hit. You see you see yeah. that crowd there and it's like, oh, OK, this is a little different. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I got to bring up something because uh, Brock Wilkin, guest of ours, uh, my boy talked to all the time. When I booked you for the show, he told me, he said, that's my guy. He said, that's the younger version of me. Now, Brock <laughs> is the real deal. He just oh, he yeah. just set, the, he just set the, the Wake Forest home run record. But with that being said, 
are we taking it as complimentary or as we saying, you know, that's that's cool, Brock, but you know what? I think I might end up being a little better than you. Where are we at? No, I I, I think I think it's cool. I mean, I I feel like I mean we were born on the same day, just like two years apart. And we've been really good friends since I was about 15 when I was on the O Stingers and he was on the O Stingers and we trained together a lot and he, he's almost like a, a big brother to me. And he uh I, you know, I almost during my my early high school years, I kind of replicated my swing to his, so I could hit like him because he was. I mean, I used to watch videos of him all the time because he's just an absolute monster. It's yeah. worked. Yeah, y'all drop y'all drop bombs the same. As a matter of fact, when he came on here, I had no clue that his dream school was LSU, and obviously, you see all the LSU stuff behind me. And when you just look at his career, I'm like, man, I'm I'm actually <laughs> kind of pissed off that you didn't get an offer and you're not at LSU. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> So, um, you know, speaking of previous guests, we had Will Sanders come on here before the season, and um, he said, let everyone sleep on South Carolina. You know, a lot of a lot of people were not believers coming into the season that y'all were going to be a real contender. He listed off a stack of dudes, whether it was pitchers, whether it was hitters. You were obviously one of those guys talked about. He saw one in the fall. Coming into this season, you know, um, did you like that that people were doubting your team? Yeah, and I, I feel like we've gotten away from that a little bit, and and I feel like we got to play as the underdogs because that's when we've played the best, and and it it has shown that we could be one of the top contenders, and you know we're in a tough spot right now, and I know we're gonna bounce back, and you know we have a huge weekend this weekend, and I'm I'm so excited for the team to bounce back this weekend. Yeah, and you, and you do know that Randy there is a Tennessee fan, so you know he's rooting against you, so. Yeah, I mean, not, not, not you. You, you already gave ball, my, you, you already gave my team enough damn trouble, Ethan. I, you know, I'm like <laughs> Jesus. Like I, I'm so glad we didn't have to play you for a game three. I might have been the only LSU fan, Ethan. Randy will tell you this realistic. I had all my boys talking about, oh, they got lucky, ducked us for game three. I was like, man, get the hell out of Columbia, man. I don't want to be there anymore. I was yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, game two was, it was we were four outs away from. Being two zero, yeah, it was, it was a close one. But you were you were having no problem punishing. Put you on the map, man. I mean, <laughs> in, in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Did Did you expect with that? You know, with what Randy just said, did you expect, man, just be this successful and be this known? You know, your freshman. Everybody like believes in themselves, right? That's that's not what I'm asking, but I mean, like he said, like everybody knows who you are. Uh, I honestly did not. Like I said, I didn't I didn't get to start opening day and uh I had no position to play. And you know, my defense at third was very, very average, if not below average, and and I couldn't hit. You know, if a third baseman that can't hit, then it's like, okay, <laughs> he goes one for twenty seven in uh in uh preseason scrimmages with like seventeen strikeouts, then it's like, okay, I mean, we can't start him, obviously, no matter how good of a kid he is, or we need we need guys to produce. And you know, I got my bats off the bench. I went two for two off the bench with two lasers in the middle, and I got my first start game three. And I ended up hitting a homer in game three of my first game. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm surprised by it because I'm like, I only hit one home run in, in the fall and spring scrimmages. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my second home run here. So it was just like it was very surreal, and I I, I I'm grateful for it every day that I I get the opportunity to play at. South Carolina. Yeah, no, no doubt. And it and it absolutely worked for you, man. You know, obviously by the time you got acclimated, 
And, uh, you know, you're playing SEC ball now, like you said, coming into last weekend, but you're batting 378 with 21 home runs, 68 RBIs, and 47 runs. You know, you've been named the SEC Player of the Week, the Freshman of the Week, your perfect game midseason Freshman of the Year watch, uh, Golden Spikes Award midseason watch, you know, nat- Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week. So, I mean, obviously accolades, just like when Randy was reading off in high school. So, you know, performing at this high level, how do you keep yourself, um, I guess, leveled out, right? Like, don't get too caught up in yourself. Realize, you know, you're still a freshman. You've got so much to learn. Um, you're playing in the hardest conference in baseball. How do you keep yourself leveled, grounded, so, or should I say? I, uh, I've i been getting away from that recently, and uh, I've, I've been kind of trying to get back to it where I was just – I was trying to do too much for the team when we were we – were, getting some tough breaks, we're losing some games. And then I started pressing at the plate and, you know, and I've been having a rough couple patches these past couple weeks. And, and I've just, you know, I just got with our coaches and I just got to stay level headed and stay the course and just like compete my butt off. Like I have been, and just like think as myself as, as good as I am and look, look at everything I've done. And, and I just gotta, I just gotta keep doing what I'm doing. And last night I had a pretty good night and I, uh, it was a, it was a good deep breath. I know we lost the game, but our offense scored nine runs with eight hits and three home runs. So like it was a it was a good uh good look for us coming into this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. So you know I got some questions. Uh, obviously our our lead host wasn't able to make it. I told you just they just had a baby. So um, you know him being the South Carolina guy, he had some questions that he wanted me to ask on the South Carolina segment. Um, you know. Coming into this series, you know, is there added pressure being that, you know, y'all have now dropped a couple series and, you know, it's coming into the final and, you know, y'all are fighting for a regional host and every, and everything in your positioning in the SEC East. Is there added pressure or is it just always business as usual? Uh, I feel like the team thinks it is business as usual, but our fans are, are getting added pressure and, they're freaking out a little bit, but, uh, you know, I feel like they should just trust us and trust what our coaches have done for us all season. And they got to look back and what we did. We swept Florida. I mean, we, we, we beat you guys on a Friday night against Skeens. Like it's like, it like I said, like, I owned it. I feel like you had game three on us. If we finish that out, y'all, I think y'all take that series. I firmly believe that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a great series. I mean, y'all have a fantastic team. I mean, as you can tell, I mean, you guys, I know you guys lost the last two series, but that Auburn team is darn good, and they're 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 forced to be reckoned with. They're they're they kicked our butts in Columbia. Te- te- teams don't get in the SEC for nothing, right? Like I mean, yeah, exactly. there's no off weeks really. So your your coach went on record saying the injuries that you know y'all present no rush uh, bring anyone back until postseason. So talk to me about that. Um, you were just talking about the fans, them having to understand, right? Like you guys are thinking long-term and if you lose some games along the way, just like you were talking about, um, it's all about what you do in the postseason. It's all about being healthy. It's like that in any sport, not just baseball. So like, I mean, for, for you guys, like, I think it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity, right? Because other guys get to step up next man up, get some growth. Um, it gets a chance to bring the team together, especially if you can rally and get these wins with the guys missing. So, you know, just talk to me about that. You know, your coach talking about that, how y'all are having to just deal with these injuries and know that it's a long-term game. Yeah, it's been a grind. It's been a real grind. We've had multiple guys come in different spots. I mean, 
we've only had two people that played every single game this year in the lineup. And it that's, that shows the diversity of the team. And, you know, we've had one of our big superstars out, uh, Braylon Wimmer, who's elite defender and elite hitter. And uh, he's kind of our, was our captain of the team. And he, he's been supporting us on the bench. But uh, but we even handle it not the best, but uh, we, we're, we're sticking together and we're trying our best to uh, – figure out how to win no matter what we have, even with the pitching uh, pitching side of things too. I mean, we, we've had multiple people go on the Friday night job and the Saturday job. It's, it's like, it's just a grind with us right now. Yeah. Cause me, me and Randy and, and Daniel, who's not here, we're not casual fans. Like we're big fans of baseball and we get what your coach is saying completely because we know we've seen what your team has done when fully healthy. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter what park you're playing at. It doesn't matter what seed you're at. A South Carolina team healthy is a team that I don't want to play personally. So mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and that's, that's the thing. So uh, he wanted to know for you, what was the hardest environment in the SEC you've had to play in so far, you think? Fan wise, Arkansas, uh, just playing wise was Kentucky. Interesting. Yeah, no, our Arkansas is usually going to give you give you some trouble fan-wise. Um, they're pretty loud. Uh, I know Texas A&M, Bluebell usually gets a lot of answers. The You know, you obviously didn't have to go to, to Baton Rouge, to the box. But, yeah, solid answers. Kentucky, you know, um, we don't get – that's a – Randy, do we ever usually get Kentucky as a – No, but there's a reason why their record's so good at home, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. They 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 actually do have a standing home record. Want to be at? It's just uh, great field, very nice facilities. But I mean, they're the like. It's just like you feel like you're just the game is dead. It's almost like it's just like you feel like you can't get anything going in that stadium, and it's just like you can't feed off energy off the fans. So you're kind of feeding energy off yourself to your teammates. So like you kind of just you're just dead the whole game if you can't get anything going. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, with that founders, you know, we talk about, you know, what, give me, give me, was it, and it may have been LSU that you had already mentioned or, or somebody other game. What was the most electric atmosphere that you've had at home in your home stadium? Mm. Just the whole Florida series when we swept them. And when we, we run, we don't like Florida around here. So we're all for that. Day. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we run ruled them Friday night and then, uh, Took the series Saturday and that sweep Sunday. I don't think I've ever heard a stadium louder than that. That's what I'm talking about. All right, last question, then I'll let Randy play uh, a game with you. So, you know, everyone knows you have what it takes to make Omaha. We've talked about the injuries. We've talked about coaching, everything. You know, final thing, you know, what has been the message from Coach going into this weekend to prepare you, you know, for what you need to do knowing what's ahead? Uh, just stay gritty and stay, uh, stay the course and uh, kind of just have, have fun. Like act like you're playing like a kid again and don't worry about what we can't control and be good where your feet are and control what you can control. And we can't control the injuries. We can't control if we give up four runs, we can't control if someone strikes out, but just be good where your feet are. And Randy, just- I was going to say, Randy, how, how many times have we had guys on here and, and then I'll let you do the game. That sometimes it's as simple as just remembering it's a kid's game and having fun, right? It, it's it's yeah. it, it seems like the easiest and simplest thing, but it's not always hard to do because of the pressure. But a lot of guys have said they've had that success, the most success 
when they've just remembered that it's supposed to be fun as a game and go out there and not let the pressure bother them. And then, man, the results always end up speaking for themselves. Oh, absolutely. Such a mental side of the game. I think, it, you know, Michael Jordan said it best. It's 90% mental, 10% physical. Control what you can control. I like that. But listen, enough about that stuff, Ethan. It's time to play a little game. Are you down? Yep. <laughs> All right, so the game is simple. It's this or that, right? I'm going to give you two options. The only rules are you cannot say neither, and you cannot say both, right? So okay. we're going to start you off with, like, you know, pretty easy one, right? If you could pick, if you could have a time machine. No, wait, we don't change it up. If you had a time machine, would you go into the past or the future? Past. What would you change? I wouldn't change anything. I just want to. I just want to relive those days or great days. Look, I read them off. I read off those stats. Right? You look like you had a. Would you play Coors Field again? Oh heck yeah! Heck yeah! All right, man. The next one. Would you rather be the strongest and fastest man alive, or be able to fly? Mm, fly. Me too. But where would you fly to? Like you could fly somewhere right now. Where would you go? Don't say somewhere, somewhere overseas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, man. This is gonna get this is gonna get a little silly, but I love it. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy movie with your enemies or a horror movie with your friends? Horror movie for sure. I love horror movies. I love the feeling of that adrenaline. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. This might get you on the hot seat. I'm not sure. So, you know, somebody always dies in a horror movie. Of your group of friends, who's dying first? Is it you? Uh, If it has to be me, then it's got to be me. But uh, You taking one for the team? Oh, yeah. You, you know, you're know, kind he, of a big guy, Ethan. I hey, don't know. Since, you know, Randy, since he said he loves horror movies, I got, I got a side question. So, Ethan, we once had a softball star just recently come on here. And, uh, you know, instead of asking uh, with the female athletes, instead of asking favorite baseball movie, we ask them what their favorite movie is. Is it a red flag for you if a woman's favorite movie is The Conjuring? Uh, no, I really I like that movie. Yeah, he would love it. <laughs> he would love it. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Well, she's taken, but look her up. It's at Kenley Hawk. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. If you could pick either or, right? So, would you rather go to your favorite concert or your favorite sporting event? Favorite sporting event. All right. What would it be? We're talking game seven. We're talking, what are we talking? World Baseball Classic. What is it? Oh, game seven of the World Series. Any particular team? Would it be the, were you a, a Rays fan? Oh, yeah. Diehard Rays fan. Would y'all take out a guy like that was just throwing a no hitter in the fifth inning or what? No, no. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Too soon. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. So look, our 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 other host, he is a big Rays fan too. None of none of us root against the Rays, right? They're always lovable. We 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 definitely have some fun though. All right, man. This is tough. Better bombs, you or Cole Messina? He said, "Better bombs, better bombs." I would have to go me, but Cole Messina does hit some moonshots. I would agree with you. I would kill you too against a lot of guys, not just him. I, I feel man. like Randy, the answer to any guest that we've asked that to should always be themselves. You should, I, I would always pick myself, even if I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna say I, I love, love the kid to death. But Simo uh, did not pick himself Monday. He did not. He did not. He picked Blake well, Burke. But it's Blake Burke too, though. I, 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 get, I get him a little I bit of. <laughs> I'm still picking myself. All right, man. This next one's a little bit tough, man. I'm going to see if you're going to lie to us or not, Ethan. Would you rather be attacked by a grizzly bear or a tiger? 
a tiger. I might be able to survive a tiger. I don't think I could survive a grizzly bear. Those things are vicious. Why do you think you could survive a tiger, Ethan? Uh, I think they would get like bored or something. It's a little bit smaller, and I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty decent sized guy, but a grizzly bear is twice my size. It'll it'll destroy me. So we've had a lot of answers on that, right? So we've had guys that said one guy said he could outrun a grizzly bear. He is yeah. not telling the truth. He could not. One guy said they would he would climb a tree. That's foolish. They would climb the tree right with you and then knock you down, jump on you, and kill you. Um, I think I would rather get attacked by a tiger too because I, my hope is if I'm gonna die either way, I kind of want it to be fast. I think like cats kind of like pounce on him. Maybe he'll just like do me a solid and just be, have, uh, get it over with. I'll say this, Randy. He's already you know had no problem killing some tigers. Like let's call it what it is. <laughs> well, I mean that's true. <laughs> that is true. All right, man. And this is the last one and the one that all your friends are gonna judge you on. And don't lie to us, man, because this is the truth serum right here. Would you rather betray your best friend? I'm talking about your homie. Or go to jail for five years for a crime that you did not commit. Definitely go to five years to jail. All right, so you're big and you're young, but me, I'm not, not, not quite as uh, athletic, not quite as young, not quite as handsome. But I'm not going to jail for Jim. Jim's my best friend. I'm not going to jail. A matter of fact, I'm snitching on. Jim. I would, I would have done it when we were his age. I'm not going to jail for you. Period. <laughs> that's true Ethan, I, Ethan it's all funny games until they close up that them bars and then you realize where you're at for the next five years I think you would change your mind and then I'm yeah, gonna be like I, mama like loyalty loyalty is a big thing and I feel like that's a that's a good trait to have and I mean I'll, I'll just I'll take I'll take the hit five years I mean I'll be what 25 coming out 20 or not 25 like 24 coming out I'll be fine yeah no I'd be like in my mid 40s it wouldn't be that cool for me but that's a you're right. Loyalty is a great trait. But all right, man, you're off the hot seat. But before you go, is there anything that you want to plug or promote? Uh yeah, I'll plug I'll plug my merch. I got a Cox uh Cox by 90 merch. Uh it's uh me in a petri dish hitting home run against LSU. Oh man, Jim, <laughs> I'll get that for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's me in a petri dish, and it says "Grow the Culture." So if you guys want to check that out, <laughs> no, I, I definitely will. I'm glad. Look, I, I don't want to see any shirts made after this weekend, Ethan. But no offense. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But listen, if you want to check out what Ethan's doing, go on IG. It is Ethan Petri. Or if you want to check out what South Carolina Gamecocks are doing, which you should, it's at Gamecock Baseball. Yeah, so be on the lookout this weekend. Obviously, Randy's Vols starting tomorrow. Going to be heading to Columbia. Already there, actually. You know, take it on the Gamecocks. Big time series for both teams. Everybody tune in. It's must-see TV. But we want to thank you, Ethan, for coming on. If there's anything we can do for you in the future, man, feel free to reach out to us. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. That's Ethan Petra, everyone. If you like hearing his story or you just like hearing Average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Comments, ratings, and feedback are always welcome. We'll see everyone back Monday night as we talk to Wake Forest baseball stud Nick Kurtz. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. And remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.